It's 2005. Hit TV show Avatar The Last Airbender has just started. The BTK serial killer is finally arrested. The devastating Hurricane Katrina wreaks havoc in Louisiana and other southern states of the United States. The website Reddit launches in June, making the mistake of adding the ability to leave comments in December. Can these two users comment removed? This is Frankenstein's Jukebox. Now that's what I call nostalgia, Volume Five. <laughs> hey, James. Hey, hey. How are you? I am. I think I'm good. I think this is the first year where I'm gonna feel really, like, really nostalgic. Apparently, yeah. my adult life began in 2006. Who, who would have thought that marriage would do that? Well, I'm. You know, I guess the institution of marriage, mostly, I suppose. But yeah. That's fair. Society. 2006 was my super nostalgic year. This one probably also going to be. Per, we're we're getting into my you know peak high school Absolutely. times. Absolutely. So before we get to read you loud and clear, just kind of generally, how was your 2005? I graduated from college. Good. I helped our chemistry department move from the building where I went to chemistry for four years into a building that I was incredibly unfamiliar with. But it was fun to, you know, sort of hang out with friends and stuff, listen to music and whatever. Then I got a job at a chicken factory for Purdue, which was especially funny when my friend, who was very successful and like valedictorian and president of our class and whatever, checked in with me, him having gone to Notre Dame and asked me what I was doing. And I said I was working at a lab at Purdue. And he said, oh, wow, that's a great school. And I was like, "Uh, hang on. Listen, Nate, there, I, there has been a confusion. I won't lie to you. It's an E and not a U, and it's fine, but it's not. Listen, uh, you know that most likely to succeed award I almost won? Yeah, that was the theme of the rest of school for me. Also, ran for most likely to succeed is the most James. So. Anyways, nice. yeah. How about you? What about your 2005? What what was going on with you? Uh, my 2005 would have been my junior to senior year. Right. And it was eventful. Okay. But mostly in the way that your high school drama, no, oh, things mm. mm-hmm. are eventful. So uh, <laughs> it, was, it was fine. Yeah. Like, uh, just r- dr- drama... Uh, lowercase d. Lowercase d, okay. yes. I was made an honorary member of the drama club sure. at school that year. Sure, sure. Uh, because I dated a couple of people in the drama club, so I wound up going to the drama club a lot, but not actually like doing anything. Sure. Except for like one really great joke in an improv game scene that they were playing. And that was it. 
what was your improv experience up until that point? That wasn't the bug, was it? No. So okay. at that point, because that it was 2005, I would have been 17. Mm-hmm. So I had been around improvisers for 11 years at that point. Okay. So that got it. Wait, 17 minus. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So nine years after my first show, my first improv performance. I see. I see. So uh, wasn't wasn't the bug? No. Listeners, I wish you could see James's face. <laughs> Is this your first song, Taylor Swift? No, I. <laughs> no, I. How much no do you want me to say? Because <laughs> was that the first time you done improv, James? No. What? Which which sledgehammer would you? How much of this? Let, I'll. Yeah, that's good. No, <laughs> that's awesome. So that was that was my two thousand five. I guess it was okay. Mostly missable because. Again, school. high school yeah. and like everything that I was prioritizing and thinking was important, very different from <laughs> you know who I am now. So, sure. um, yeah, I mean, do you want to just jump right into it? Yeah, and uh, get into read you loud and clear. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, let's listen to this absolute bop for a second. I thought you were talking about your journal entry, and I was like, "All right, oh right." The oh, theme song. I love the idea of, of so. a journal of being like, "All right, strap in." Here's this journal entry that is an absolute bop. I love that. I will say, I don't know what is going to be what what read you loud and clear is going to look like in future episodes because of the following post. First post. On June 3rd, 2005, 7.45 p.m. Alrighty, I have an LJ. Woot. Most likely there will be very little posted here. Most likely I will post mainly on my friends' pages. But who can be totally sure? Anyways, I'm just happy to be here. Current mood, new. With a very happy-looking Cary Grant. Because, see, in LiveJournal, listeners who might not be aware, on LiveJournal, you could set your mood, and you could make a bunch of custom pictures to represent your mood. And I took a bunch of Cary Grant pictures, stills from his movies, and made those to correspond with different emotions for moods. I like that a lot. So I've got current mood, new, with a... Shiny Happy Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Current music. R.A.M.B. side. I love the 70s episode 1977 from the VH1 series I Love the 70s, which they did then with 80s and 90s and aughts. Hey, listen, just real quick shout out to VH1 for most of my education growing up. Just yes, like agreed. Pop-up video alone, but we'll get to that later oh, on. But like Pop-up video. Huh. <sighs> So good. Yeah. Mm. Great. And then also, do, do you like MTV, but you uh, want to also feel like a like a 32-year-old housewife most of the time? Like, maybe a little more Janet Jackson and Celine Dion than, like, uh, Metallica? VH1. 
<laughs> yes. <clears throat> Just to go through some of my journal stuff, unless you had yeah. something look looked like you were about to say um, something? I, I, I realized that I had gone to uh, June 4th, 2003, because I can't... Um, uh, read. I do have an entry for June 3rd, 2005, and here it is. Yes, please. Hey, guys. Real quick, I just wanted to point out that I have a new email address that I'm going to start using. It's... And then I give it, and I say, you know what? I never check it. Whatever. It's Anderson's email at hotmail.com, and I wrote, real simple. I was so proud of this, Daniel. I was like, employers don't want all sorts of, like, Weird, wild numbers. Anderson's email. Did he think about Anderson email as being a thing that people would would think? No, no, he didn't. Did he think that maybe that asset get lost in the shuffle or the huffle, as the case may be? Nah, nah, sure didn't. Not as simple as he thought. Said the Ron Howard narrative in uh, James's life. Yeah, but it did. I was the debut of the email address I've been most proud of. Uh, in my life, so I love it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Lost in the Huffle, pretty strong contender for name of this episode. My favorite Carly Rae Jepsen song. <laughs> Perfect. If she was like a seventy, like a nineteen eighties crust punk instead of you know pop star, Lost in the Huffle, like because of like paint and glue and stuff. Yeah. Krusty Ray Jepsen. Krusty Ray Jepsen. Well, okay, I think we have a new contender for the name of this episode. If that's the way that's going to be, Krusty Ray Jepsen. I got tagged to do uh, to write down five things that make me feel better or lower my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. This was on June 6th. So I said, listening to music, any music at all, but there are certain songs that just make me enter a state of nirvana, and none of them are by nirvana. Uh, I like it. Number two, playing video games, any, it's just soothing. Number three, Kim, which is the name of the girl I was dating at the time. Mm-hmm. I was, when I was younger, I was very uh, obsessive over the idea of love and romance. Mm. And so any relationship that I would be in uh, was like the thing that I was obsessing of all the time. It was not the most healthy thing. But incredibly relatable to your co-host who wanted so desperately for that that uh, it, it just really informed, we'll get to it. That's, yeah. uh, we're on a, <laughs> we'll, we're we'll on a delay. There. When I get to high school, boy, boy, gosh, won't I be talking about people that I dated because I will not. Number four, playing the bass. Very helpful if I have a headache. Not quite sure how that works, but it does. Oh, well. And number five, seeing Garden State. Tell me it's 2005 without... <laughs> Listen, yeah. great movie. I, I, you know, it's, it's had highs and lows of, of sort of public esteem and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come out and say it in, in 2022. Uh, I like Garden State. You know what? I honestly, I have not seen it in some time, but no matter what you say about it, the soundtrack slaps. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Let's see. Here's another one. June 9th. List your six favorite current songs in I no particular order. June 8th. I did that one too. Yeah. I did that June 9th. <laughs> 
We did do, it. Do we, we did it. Do we want to go back and forth, each naming one? Yeah. I listened right. to one of these today. Oh, yeah. I have not done much music listening today. It's been a very busy day, but sure. I listen to almost all of these still. So my number one was Anna Ang by They Might Be Giants. Good song. Good song. Uh, I just want to say mine, mine I put in parentheses in no particular order because I was already... I also have in no particular order in parentheses in mine. Great. That means <laughs> that was part of the copy. Ooh, yeah. Uh, my number one is no effects. Fun things to fuck if you're a winner. Nice. Yeah. My number two, Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Very nice. Uh, my number two, Gym Class Heroes, Taxi Driver. Just real quick, that song rules, especially if you are very aware of uh, early to mid-2000s emo pop-punk stuff, because they name-drop like 20, 25 bands in the lyrics of that song. It rules. Nice. Yeah. Number three, Across the Universe by The Beatles. I've heard of that one. I've heard of that one. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, my number three is Less Than Jake, Scott Farkas Takes It on the Chin, which I listened to today. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Number four, speaking of Garden State, Let Go by Fru Fru. Very nice. Very nice. Excellent song. Too late in the soundtrack, in my opinion. Agreed. Too late in the soundtrack, yeah. My number four, Fall Out Boy, Seven Minutes in Heaven, parentheses, out of Van Halen. Uh, still one of my favorite Fall Out Boy songs of all time. I'm unfamiliar with Fall Out Boy songs. This is one this- of the one of the... Few things musically where you and I do not meld. That's not the right word. It's not that we disagree on it, because it's not like I dislike Fall Out Boy. I just never really got into him. Listener, if you like Fall Out Boy and you want a podcast about Fall Out Boy that has my voice on it, thanks for the lyrics on the Scavengers Network. Yes. Check it out. Uh, My number five, New Slang by The Shins. Excellent, excellent. Another Garden State uh, cut. My number five is Lagwagon with Sleep. Uh, from an album, uh, an album called Haas that I, I still, it's not like, it's one of those things where it's like, I love like four songs on it and they're great and the album's fine. And this is one of them that I love. So very nice. Yeah. And my number six was don't let start by they might be giants. Yup. That, yup. That seems, and, and as, as it was in the beginning, so it is in the end. Yes. Uh, exactly. My, As above, so below. Exactly. My number six was Jack Johnson, Bubble Toes. My wife for, I don't know what it would have been. At some point, my wife gave me that Jack Johnson album, uh, Brush Fire Fairy Tales, because my, my best friend and best man uh, told her, she was like, I want to give him a CD and sort of write like my thoughts about each of the tracks, but I don't want to like push music on him. And Riley who was very comfortable pushing music on me, uh, was like, you just need to just do it. Just start pushing. Like, James is receptive to that. And uh, yeah, that's a great album. So, yeah. Meme sharing. Woo! You gotta love it. Love that. Listeners, we're gonna play a quick uh, drinking game. Grab yourself a cup of water, because we're about to hydrate. Drink every time there is a, uh, an exclamation mark. Ooh. Here we go. This is a post about Chick Chick Chick. The title of this post is Wootness. 
Exclamation mark. Oh. Hey, people. Exclamation mark. Yep. That. Yep. Here's the good news. I got my permit yesterday. Exclamation mark. It was great. Exclamation mark. <laughs> and the best thing is that I don't have to wait a year to get my graduated license. It expires on my birthday. Exclamation mark. <laughs> Wootness. Exclamation mark. <laughs> they, said, they said the title track. Then we went over to a friend's house and saw two movies, Bullet and Escape from New York. All Both right. movies were, that's, uh, were without the first E, so were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Steve McQueen could verbally backslap anyone just by not saying anything. Yeah. Yes. Damn. There is no bad news. Current mood, I can drive! Exclamation point! And it's just Cary Grant in North by Northwest, like, Wah. At that point, I had not fully developed this, so it was just happy things. Ah, gotcha. So he was just, it's just a picture of him smiling. Got it. My sister once quoted to me, uh, I think it was Oscar Wilde said, uh, an exclamation point is like laughing at your own joke. To which I mm-hmm. responded, yeah, I do that too, so... <laughs> Fair. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm not sure you're making the point you're trying to make. So here we go. June 22nd. Laser tag. Ooh. Whoo, man! I just got back from three solid hours of laser tag. Ow, my feet hurt, but it was fun, and food was entry fee of twenty dollars. That price included five to eight thirty laser tag and one free raffle ticket. After that, you could purchase more for fifty cents, but I opted not to, seeing the long line of folks waiting just to to do just that. Also, probably because I didn't have any money. Will was the only person there who I knew at the beginning of the night, but I saw one friend from my bus, Justin, there, and DDR was the only reason for him. Anyway, I met lots of new people, and my raffle ticket won a $10 gift card to Target. Woo-hoo! Will and I got to play free air hockey. I swear I used to be good at that. But ever since that trip to Disney World and my shameful loss to that eight-year-old, I've started playing terrible. Oh, well, it was lots of fun. Current mood, I love laser tag. I have one on June 22nd. Hit me with it. Post a memory of me in the comments. It can be anything you want. Then post this to your journal and see what people remember of you. I got this from my friend Katie, who I called KT. It's a chemistry thing. And I agree, it's narcissistic, but it's also fun! Exclamation point. Wee! Exclamation point. And I got six comments. That's six whole memories. Amazing. Yeah. I haven't even been thinking about looking at the comments of these things oh no uh oh here we go july 3rd well i just saw war of the worlds overall it was disappointing as there were too many questions left unanswered oh well it was good ish but i wouldn't want to see it again Hmm. kim is coming back in nine days then leaving again five days later. Boo. But she does have AIM now. For a short while, but still great. Woohoo. And Kim is going to send me a letter. Through snail mail. Woohoo. Anyway, what else? I guess there isn't much else going on right now, so I'll leave now. Oh, right. I plan to purchase Star Wars Battlefront soon. Woot. Funness will ensue. This is, this is what I was expecting a lot more of uh, when I first pulled up my live journal. I'm loving this. I know you are. I can see it on your face. Oh, here we go. October 6th, 2005. I auditioned for a variety show. 
Okay. At our high school, doing devil sticks, as that was a that was a thing that I used to do. Uh, <laughs> I love the look on your face when you learn a new silly thing about me. But I'm gonna hold up a hand when I when I'm surprised by something. Okay, that'll fair. be a fun little signal between you and I when that thing happens. Where you're like, and this. So that yes. wasn't it. That no. no devil sticks makes sense. I say hockey is now officially back in business. While we didn't win last night, I'm still optimistic about this year. I think we'll do really well. Tomorrow is opening night at the RBC Center, and I'll have no voice left afterwards, or so I plan. This was beginning our 2005-2006 Stanley Cup winning season. Ooh, yeah. So, I've heard of that one. There we go. I called it right here. I think we'll do really well. That's that hockey analysis everybody craves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you weren't wrong. Oh, I finished a scarf I'd been knitting. Okay. Uh, I picked up knitting in uh, junior year of high school because I thought that girls would find it attractive. Uh Uh-huh. And? No. No. They're more into cross-stitch. The Canes are kicking some serious butt this season. We've won 10 games, lost two in regulation, lost one in overtime. I really feel as if we could do very well this season. Who frickin' ha? Who frickin' ha? I said, who frickin' ha? Mm-hmm. So the last two entries for 2005, and again, I've been spending way too much time on this. A lot of this is going to get cut. Mm. I need to start going through. Well, I can't because I have no more live journal to go through. <laughs> hey, Never mind. Next time, it's going to be time, real Next time, I'm going to keep it brief. Yeah. So list five weird habits of yourself. So my weird habits are, one, when stuck in a video game, I play another one, which I've already beaten, just to get the crap I'm stuck feeling off of my palate. I will occasionally start a game I've never played, get stuck on it, play another one. I'm sure there's one big game that I've never finished out there somewhere. Hang me if I know what it is, though. Number two, I do not like being alone with teachers when I'm failing their classes. It always seems to happen, and I always just know they're about to start yelling at me to get it together or something. I always have to go out and get water or something. Huh. Yeah. Frequent thing, me failing classes. But why Uh. alone with the teacher all the time? I would just get to class early or be packing up Uh. late. That's usually not. I would just get to class early, and I hate being like in the classroom with them. Yeah. No, I get that. Three, if I'm doing homework, I didn't. It usually goes much faster and much better if I'm listening to music. Yeah. <laughs> Four, if I catch a part of a movie on TV, one that I've either seen before and liked, never heard of, or heard of and wanted to see it, I'll feel compelled to watch the rest of it. Doesn't matter how much I know about it. Doesn't, ha- know it, doesn't matter how much I'm enjoying it. I'll feel compelled to watch the rest of it. Huh. And number five, when I check my email, I click send receive at least five times. Sure. That makes sense. You yep. got to get them all out yep. there. It's shaking the box. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. That's absolutely 100%. And then the last post of the year was that my family had all worked together to create a page-a-day calendar. Mm-hmm. We made hard copies of it that we sent to people, but we also created a community on LiveJournal for all of our internet friends to be able to still enjoy our page-a-day calendar that we made mm-hmm. for 2006. So that is my 2005 in journaling 
I just have a couple more things. There's a fun entry about uh, how we found our apartment that is the best apartment that we've ever stayed in. Not because it had a dishwasher. It did not. But the garage was the best garage I've ever had in my life. It was huge. It had room for two cars, easy, and washer-dryer. It was literally the exact same square footage as the apartment above it. It was it ruled really and spoiled Kristen and me for forever for good. Nice. Kristen's maid of honor was in the chemistry fraternity. One of the people in the chemistry made like a year below us was in this apartment and their apartment next to them was free. And that was how we got it was basically Tony being like, Hey, this person at the party said this and we got it. It was great. But my last entry was on December 24th. Uh, So one of the things I'm giving to my sister, who at the time was 11, on Christmas is a mix of mix CD of Green Day songs. She's 11, and I know my mom wants to keep the bad words out for as long as she can, parentheses, in other words, until I decide that she's old enough for me to give her the really good CDs, smiley face, end parentheses. So this is a mix CD of the Green Day songs that don't have bad words or subject matter. Well, I'm not sure that that's, I'm not sure subject matter is really what I was, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, naturally, I intend to hook my sister up with the CDs that these are from ASAP because there are some crucial songs, can we say Basket Case, that have bad words in them. Basket Case has the word whore in it, and though I figure neither my sister or my mom will be able to pick it out, I played it safe. So here's what I'm giving my sister pending a final listen, which is in progress. It was 27 songs ending with Good Riddance, Time of Your Life, and the last bit of the post is, now I know what you're saying. James, the beginning of Good Riddance has a curse word. He starts, stops, mutters, fuck, and starts over. Dot, 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 dot. Well, she has to start somewhere, smiley face. <laughs> so Amazing. Yeah, that was fun. I do have named 10 things that make you happy in no particular order. Then name five people from whom you want to hear back. Love the grammar of that second sentence. Hate the message of it. I won't tell you who I tagged, but I will tell you the 10 things. Also, uh, just one real quick other thing. I had a post that I was that was like, um, I was supposed to work for two hours uh, yesterday, but I ended up working 3.2 hours more than that because I'm bad at time management. And it would be many, many years before I realized I had uh, ADHD. That's fine. And also just really, yeah. Then I talked about listening to the Mars Volta live album, which is up there with like Lauren Hill's MTV Unplugged for like, huh. All right. And then I talked about how Green Day was coming out with their first live CD and how there was a version of their cover of Op Ivy's Knowledge on it, which I was like, I've seen live and I know it's great. So that was a little brag of James um, having nice. seen Green Day. But of course, it was 2005. I, you know, like who hadn't at that point and people might. It was fine. Anyways, entry on December 6th, 2005. I totally forgot that I had been tagged. So I had to race over and get these 10 things written down before my family died or whatever. Uh, 10 things... Uh, that make me happy in no particular order. Number one, the last 10 minutes of work. Now, again, if I'm working 3.2 hours over what I thought it would be, that can be any time. Who knows when that's going to happen? That's right. It's just a constant. I feel yeah. like I'm in the last 10 minutes of work. Yeah, exactly. I can slow down. <laughs> Hearing a song that I've heard a million times before and know by heart and still loving every second of it. That's a good one. Number three, laughing so hard that I can't breathe. 
Number four, getting a joke on The Simpsons that I hadn't gotten before. Still love that one. That one's a, a very good one. Also, anything, any any joke, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, going to see the movies in the theater. Yeah, it's expensive, but I love it! Exclamation point. Being able to work second shift and still see the TV shows that I want to. During the week, I would work three to ten at the Purdue, and so then... I wouldn't see Kristen, and then I would leave right before she got home, and then I'd stay up super duper late. It's weird for you. Yeah, it was weird, but uh, I did get to you know lots of time alone watching uh, DVR, which was yeah. Uh, number seven, Kristen, sweet, very nice, nice, adorable. Number eight, flying places. I read that as flying pieces when I was looking over it just now, and I was like, what? Flying places flying makes pieces, sense. Man. I know that airports are crazy nowadays and crowded and all that, but the excitement, exclamation point. I love it, exclamation point. Number nine, getting mail. E or snail. Hell, I'll even include IMs, smiley face. Getting mail, E or snail. Uh, I like that a lot. Getting a lot done without feeling like I've been working hard. Still like that one. That's called hyperfocus, baby. And Yes. Uh, yeah, love that one. So that is, we'll call that my read you loud and clear. It was weird because college ended and I was sad. And then uh, life started, you know, like adult life started. And my mom found me a job at Purdue, which was weird. And then I didn't see Kristen a bunch because we were on weird time stuff. Yeah, but 2005, weird. Weird. And now weird done. <laughs> All right, James. Well, yeah, that was some time spent back in time. Do we want to jump into our honorable monsters? I know I do. I definitely do. So let's get into it. It's not that they weren't good enough. It's not that they weren't up to snuff. It's just that we didn't pick them. So we've got a bunch of honorable monsters to get to. Now, in the past, we have t- gone down a very long list of yeah. songs, especially last episode. Yeah. So we've decided we're, we are capping our honorable monsters mm-hmm. at five. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you, the listener, has to cap yours at five. As the kids say, don't cap it. Yep, that's what the kids say. Don't cap it. So we took to social media. We asked in our Twitter what some of your favorite songs from 2005 were. Here are some of the responses that we got. Our friend Az, Rav Champ, friend of the pod. Yeah. Says that Feel Good Inc. and Sugar Were Going Down both released in 2005. Ooh, yeah. That's a very good, a very good point. Starting off spicy. Starting off spicy. At Big Sat Fatty. Uh-huh. Twitter name Depresh Mode. Okay. Uh-huh. Said, oh, 2005 was such a big year. Mm-hmm. Don't think it counts because it technically came out in 2004, but it was the first time I heard any tracks from the Hot Fuss album, and it was mm-hmm. at a school dance in 2005. But Under the Cork Tree was a 2005 release, so Sugar We're Going Down, maybe? Wow. Hey, that's the first uh, repeat, not only album... But song pick, I think we've had an honorable monsters. Yes, indeed. Depression Mode goes on to then add, also hung up by Madonna, mm-hmm. I bet you look good on the dance floor by the Arctic Monkeys. 
Dare by Gorillaz, Since You Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson, Dakota by The Stereophonics, American Idiot by Green Day, 2005 was such a big year. Yeah. Just very accurate. Absolutely. Absolutely. At Wi-Fi Boyfriend, uh-huh. whose Twitter username is Boyfriend Online, has some notables for us, which include Here It Goes Again by OK Go. Okay. Absolute fantastic song. Great music video. Mm-hmm. Here It Goes Again. Fun fact, one of the first songs I learned to play on guitar. Rockstar by Nickelback, parentheses LMAO in parentheses. First Panic at the Disco album came out in 2005. Woo! Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap. John Cena's The Time Is Now theme. Uh-huh. The Mars Volta song, yeah. James, I think you know how to say yeah. this one. Uh, um, Elvia Elviaquez. Elvia Elviaquez. Or Elviaquez, I guess. The First Day of My Life by Bright Eyes. Hey, good song, great music video. Great music video. Move Along by All American Rejects. Yes. I'm Shipping Up to Boston by Dropkick Murphys. Yes. E-Pro by Beck. I liked earlier Beck stuff better, but E-Pro's fine. Same. <laughs> the Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay. You Owe Me an IOU by Hot Hot Heat. Listen, I've never heard it. I love that title very much. I think you would enjoy Hot Hot Heat. They've got a good energy. Garden in the Ceiling by World's End Girlfriend. Huh. That one I'm not, I don't know at all. I like the band name. Thank you very much for your contributions Mm -hmm. on Twitter. We also have in our Scavengers Network Discord, we threw it out in our Frankenstein's Jukebox channel, Raquel of new Scavnet show Midnight Curiosities Mm -hmm. says that they were eight, so they were a really big fan of any and all Hannah Montana songs in 2005. Sure. Colin M. Parker says... I actually hate the song, but if it's potentially torture, Beverly Hills by Weezer. It's not their best song, but it's not a terrible song. I listen to Weezer. (laughs) Sentence. Listen, Make Believe uh, is a great album, and I would contend Beverly Hills is a great song. The Green Album was such a huge disappointment to me that uh, Make Believe felt like a roaring back to reclaim the throne. Now, Maladroit was 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 fine. I mean, like, wh- whatever. But Make Believe felt like, okay, thank you. This is, yes, this is what I'm talking about. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, I was just about to say that Beverly Hills is, a, is an okay song, but I would also admit to being a huge Green Album defender. I absolutely love that album and will stand by it till I die. Listen, I it's the Green Album is one of the most interesting generational divides because it is such a sliver of a generational divide. Yeah. It is wild. Like, people that I'm like, we're basically the same age. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ty, our good friend Ty. Sure. Has suggested Searching for a Former Clarity by Against Me. It is an album. Yes. He album. says, oh, that's an album. Sorry. I'm going to allow giving an album for an honorable monster. I think that's fine. I, I mean, especially if it's against me, you know, it's like defy all of the rules for sure. Right. If I had to pick a song from that album, Don't Lose Touch yep. is what Ty would say. Correct. Great song. Haiku by Tally Hall. I don't know. Or maybe one. it's Tally Hall by Haiku. I don't know. I'm unfamiliar with that entirely. Huh. And finishes off with Feel Good Inc. by Gorillaz. Another 
song uh, matching there. Yeah, absolutely. So that is what we have from there. And then another listener says, I turn my camera on by Spoon. Sure, sure. Because, yes, that album, Gimme Fiction, is a fantastic album. Yeah. Those are some solid honorable monsters. Thank you all for sending yours in. Absolutely. Uh, always appreciate it. Hey, James. Hey. Would you like to share with me your honorable monsters? Ooh, yes. All right. One that I'm baffled we didn't hear from from that group of people is Sufjan Stevens' Come On, Feel the Illinois, mm. which for the titles alone is a, is just amazing. And, and the, the songs are, are also, I, I enjoy them quite a lot. So that's one. You're saying just the, the whole album? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, okay, sure. I'll pick, I'll pick a song um, just to, I'm not, listen, I, the first two tracks I couldn't even possibly, but here's my favorite, one of my favorite tracks that I actually do know the names of, the name of, and speaking of drink when you get exclamation points, uh, this is, you're going to have to go use the restroom because there's a lot, but they are night zombies, three exclamation points. They are neighbors, three, three exclamation points. They have come back from the dead, three exclamation points. Ah, three exclamation points. Chicago, without a doubt, my favorite song off that album because good Lord. Sure. I mean, and C- Casimir Pulaski Day is, listen, it's a great album. It is. Uh, let's see. Oh, that one was also said. Uh, I mean, we, we mentioned it last time. Plans by Death Cab for Cutie. Just it's it's just such a great album to I mean, it's a great Death Cab for Cutie album and it's a great album even if it was by someone you never heard of before. It's you know, thoughts about death, thoughts about what that means and all that stuff. So Plans by Death Cab for Cutie is my two. Uh, Extraordinary Machine by Fiona Apple, uh, which was a, a, an album that I, I wasn't like a real Fiona Apple fan. I liked, you know, Criminal. It was fine. I liked, speaking of long titles, her second album was a full poem of a title. But this album just came out of nowhere for me and just, it was, it's really, really good. Nice. Yeah. The title track would, would do just fine, but the, but the whole, uh, uh, there's really not a bad track on that, on that album. One that when I was looking at like what came out in 2005, I was like, oh my God. And I listened to it with like, it was me, my wife, our kids, and uh, my wife's mom and her wife in our van. And I was like, well, we're listening to this album, so I hope that there's nothing, which I don't kind of remember all of, so I hope there's nothing just horrible on it. And and Listener and Daniel, there wasn't that nice. couldn't be turned down. It is an album by uh, Reggie and the Full Effect uh, called Songs Not to Get Married To, which is a great title a great name and the album is full of 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 uh, the first song is called what the hell is contempt and the third song is like what the hell is something else it's really really good reggie and the full effect is one of the weirder bands it's a get up kids like side project but this 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 album it literally has everything from like fake euro like sort of a berserker from clerk sort of like like metal to like Australian dance music to just really good synth pop. It's really, really good, and I very, nice. very much recommend it. Oh, man, there's too many. My last one will be, let's say my last one will be Mesmerized by System of a Down, specifically the song BYOB, which I also listened to today and which remains excellent. I saw a TikTok that was like, uh, what your favorite metal band says about you, and 
I liked, and I was like, hey, I know many of these. That's really cool. But they got to this moment down and was like, you have ADHD. And I was like, yes. Okay. Well, you don't have to say yes. it. Um, <laughs> we can just watch the video. But yeah. Uh, so those are my five. And I'm, I'm super mad because I have like, like four times that left. But uh, I'm excited to see for what sure. you have for your honorable monsters. Yes. Uh, well, I also had the entirety of Plans by Death Cab for Cutie yep. on my Honorable Monsters because, as we discussed, it's just a great album. And like I said last episode, like I, I said, hey, this album is going to be in my Honorable Monsters. Yep. I have uh, We Both Go Down Together by the Decemberists off Picaresque. Okay, yep. Wraith, Pin to the Mist and Other Games by Of Montreal off the album Sunlandic Twins. Uh-huh. Which very comically, the tune was used in an Outback commercial Love for a while. That. Wow! Instead of uh, "Let's pretend we don't exist," da, mm. da, 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 da. and I can't remember the lyrics right now because, of, of course, but the tune in the commercial was "Let's go out back tonight. Life will still be here tomorrow." Oh, and it was bonkers! It was bonkers! It's like, why did? How did this happen? How did this? It's not like this is a well enough known song that people are going to be like, "Oh, I love this!" Like, I love that they're playing off of this song. But it's just—it was just such a bizarre choice. Daniel, James, love of mine, someday you will dine, and I'll be close behind and follow you into outback. <laughs> <laughs> the remainder of this podcast, we're taking a hard pivot, everyone. Uh, we are just rewriting songs to be Outback commercials. The onions bloom. Make sure you leave room for that shrimp to womb. Buh. Pasta is good. <laughs> Artful. Love it. Artful. Dun 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 dun, out back like feel good. <laughs> no, but we shouldn't. We should. We shouldn't. We shouldn't though. But keep an eye on um, you know what? Keep an eye on the Scavengers Network bonus material because who knows? We might have an episode come out next up on my honorable monsters is the song uh, "Landed" by Ben Folds off the album "Songs for Silverman." Uh, yes, that is my the first one I wrote down after that "Raging in the Full Effect." Mine is "You to Thank" off that one because I was also getting great. married, and what better a song than completely regretting getting married? Yeah. Did you know that Al Yankovic does backup vocals in one of those songs? One of the songs I forget which one off the. Uh, off of that album. The, the, the weird one? The weird one. He directed a music video for one of the songs and did backup vocals on another. I only know, um, I'm looking it up real quick just to see, but there was a weird like documentary on the album that uh, was about the last song, Prison Food, which like it talked about how you can hear the background vocalist's like, uh, accent, backing vocals mm -hmm. on time. Time. Yeah. Actually, that's the one. It was not the last one. It was the second last one. The The drummer was English, and you can hear him, you can hear his English accent in his part of the background vocals, which apparently Weird Al Yankovic is also on. And so the other entire album, because I can't pick just one song off of it, is The Sunset Tree by the Mountain Goats. Of course. I mean, of course. A hugely influential... At, at, at the time, I 
was uh, only familiar with a couple of Mountain Goat songs. Sure. That were not from this album. They were still from the early days right. of Mountain Goats, the very lo-fi. But this this album was huge for me when I was getting back into like my love and passion of music in 2010, 2011. And... I had picked up a couple of songs and then just like I just went out and bought this album and whoo yeah whoo yeah. it is a good one but it is it is a hard hitter emotionally yeah so that's my honorable monsters love so, it so some great some great monsters from everyone yes uh, including people picking some honorable monsters from the albums that we have picked for our songs. Amazing. Which is great. I love that. James. Yes. Let's talk about our picks, namely yours to start off with. Hit us with those deets, bud. Okay, deets, here we come. Meet the deets. Hit us with those Lydia deets. Uh, my clues were after he left Commander Venus, but before he got to 2015, he went as low as you can go. That was, of course, about Barry White. Uh, Commander Venus was Connor Oberst's band before Bright Eyes, and we talked about his band concurrently with Bright Eyes, uh, Desperacitos, in our episode on 2015. So the band was Bright Eyes, and he went as low as you can go. Actually, Bright Eyes released uh, two albums in 2005, along with a number of other people released, like, two albums in like the spring and fall. Um, my friend Riley called this uh, Bright Eyes pair, uh, I'm Way to Wake, It's Morning, and Digital Ash and a Digital Learn. He called it Sweat and Suit after the Nelly pair of albums, Sweat and Suit, which always made me think that that was a very funny joke. No, it really, really bugged me. But now looking back, 17 years, oh. 17 years later, now I see that it was very funny and very good. So this is from I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning, which, just real quick, just real quick, I like to think that Connor Oberst was at a crossroads, and he was like, do I want to go kind of like the country folk route, or do I want to go sort of the dark, in like, techno-ish, not techno, but like, uh, electronic-ish sort of route? I'll release an album that does both and see which album is more popular, and then I'll just make my career on that decision. And then I'm wide awake, it's morning, destroyed. And Digital Ash and Digital Learn is also fine. But so then Connor Roberts is like, all right, got it. Get that cowboy hat out. And then that's been his career. The first track on I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning, which is chock full of great tracks. Uh, my pick for this pick for a long time was the last song, called, which was called Road to Joy which would have had us making Beethoven was an aspect. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know. But I switched over to At the Very Bottom of Everything, which is the first track, for a very specific and some will call it self-centered as the, as the person that does many of the lyrics for this uh, project. But for a very good reason that we'll get to mm -hmm. with my aspects. Uh, so my pick is Bright Eyes at the Very Bottom of Everything from uh, I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning. Very nice. Solid, solid pick. I was very familiar with Road to Joy. Yeah. And not much of this other, uh, the rest of this album. I got pulled in by the uh, fake accusations that were made against Conrad Oberst back in 2014. And only until earlier this year found out that they were not legitimate and was like cool with... 
Connor Oberst again. Oh, I never, I never heard anything like that. Love Road to Joy. Yes, great, great. great and when I first listened to at the very bottom of everything, it's like, oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it had popped up on my Spotify not too long ago. It's just and the, the opening most is just bright very, eyes thing you could possibly it's do. Very bright eyes. <laughs> I'll get to it. Just I'm saying something right now. Don't worry. I'll count you in. Just chill. So my song, my pick. Yes, 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 yes. For this, I gave the hint of a simian sing about a simulated simian going ape, which is a very, very good clue. My sister texted me like as soon as the as soon as she was done listening to the episode, and was like, "This is your song, right?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, it is." Many people mentioned songs by Gorillas because their album Demon Days came out, which stands as one of my favorite albums of all time. Yes, Feel Good Inc incredible song dare incredible song every planet we reach is dead uh just so many so many great songs absolutely Um, but i went with fire coming out of a monkey's head and i'm raising my hand because this did surprise me interesting why did it surprise you well it will echo in my brain forever because of the fun anxiety that i um am learning to recognize when i wrote it off because of Something that I was like, well, that's not a real track, I guess. But listen, I've, having listened to it a number of times since we recorded that episode, I'm like, no, this song rules, James. You're just <laughs> wrong. Like, I mean, I'm. Sh- I, I mean, I don't know if it's in your aspects, but like, there are parts of this that this that felt. It's just not. It's sort of a. It's sort of a deep cut, and I and I like yeah. it. I like that it was your pick. If this being your pick is why I wanted to do this show. This like this kind of thing <laughs> is exactly why I wanted to do this show. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I love this song. Took a mountain trip, went to a couple of caverns. I love caverns and took a couple of pictures and named them. Like the, I, I submitted them to my school's art magazine. Okay. And named them uh, the Caves of Unimaginable Sincerity and Beauty and the Place Where All Good Souls Come to Rest. Right. Two different spots that are, two, two different spots in the song that are referenced. And it, like, I just love that. Uh, so that's what I picked. Uh, I'm very excited to get into these. Yeah. This is going to be a weird one, I think. This is going to be a weird one. I'm very excited for it. James. Yes. Will you hit me in the face? I uh, will not. Okay, cool. Will you hit me with those aspects? Yeah. I'll throw those aspects back. Yeah. Don't cap it. <laughs> Don't um, cap it. <laughs> hey, let's start let's start simple. Let's start simple. And please correct me if I've identified this wrong. Okay. Mandolin. Okay. It sounds cool. It's in this song, which is not distorted electric. It sounds like a guitar solo um, when the new instrument comes in, and it, it's it's really cool to hear. Second, that muted strumming thing at the beginning, where it's okay. just sort of like chuka 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 that kind of thing. Yes, I do love the that muted strumming to like count in a good song yeah. or emphasize a moment or something like a. Or like to remind people, this isn't just a like a Connor Oberst spoken word album. Yeah, which I mean, listen. In 2005, we would have taken it. It would have been fine. We would have listened to it, but no, he's gonna play music and stuff, so that's good. And then the aspect that 
everyone involved and anyone who guessed what it was and whatever knew that I was going to pick. And I'm, I'm excited to see how this meshes with yours. A longish anecdote intro that ends in a count off or a count in, I guess. Okay. So we've got mandolin, muted strumming, and a longish anecdote intro that ends in a count in. Yes. Okay. Well, this is very interesting. I love that. So here are my aspects. Yay. For fire coming out of a monkey's head. Fire coming out of a monkey's head is not entirely told in story, just speaking a story. Right. But it is mostly the voice of actor Dennis Hopper Uh just reading a story, telling a story about a mountain called Monkey and a little town and bonkers things that's happening to them james your face is like you are expecting a much bigger more interesting aspect than i'm about to say i mean i'll see if he has twitter but wait no we decided that he died right yes yeah we did yeah dennis Dennis hopper is not going to be able to be on this track unless we sample some old thing we're not going to do that my first aspect is a story that is spoken word story okay so that kind of, this is kind of our first matching aspect of like, yours is a long anecdote, mine is a story told through speaking. Yeah. What I, what I meant for that is most of the song is spoken word. Right. We'll have to figure out if the anecdote at the beginning is continued in the song or if the anecdote at the beginning is... <laughs> Unrelated, unrelated to the song. To the song, to the to the intro. I have my thoughts on that. Yeah. We'll get to that in, in a little bit. There's the the music of Fire Coming Out of the Monkey's Head is a jumbled mix of things. It almost sounds like it's a song premise itself. It because does. of the things that it has that seem incongruous. Or like you're you're uh. you're you're going down a radio dial and getting so lucky. Yes. Which, there are a couple of songs on this album that feel that way as well, but the verse is very simple on the guitar. It's just... And then it goes into a finger-picked chorus. It's like an electric guitar for the verse, but it's a very simple, basically one, like one chord being strung, uh, and then going into an acoustic finger-picked chorus. Okay. And so my next aspect is a very simplistic guitar for the verse to a finger-picked chorus. Okay. The f- chorus is also where the singing comes in. Yeah. And it's it makes for a very interesting dichotomy of going from electric instruments and spoken word to acoustic instruments and singing. Yeah. And I, I love I love that. I love that too. Just real quick can we just take a second and think of the people that heard Blur for the first time with song two, and mm-hmm. then you tell them what 2005 would look like for Damon Albarn, the singer who famously said in that song, Woohoo. Yes. Doing this cartoon band where he did the chorus and Dennis Hopper told a story for the verses on the cartoon band's second album, which I think got nominated for several grammys it did yeah yeah that's i love that like rivers so cuomo wishes 
Right. <laughs> right. And then my, my last aspect is just a starry synth voice. Very nice. Because there's some really fun synth notes in here that have a voice that just sounds like it's just plucking bits of space out and throwing it into the song. Yes. And you're hearing the twinkling of the stars in there, and I love that. That's so, a very great description. Those are my aspects. This song is going to be great. I love it already. Who knew that we'd get to a vanity project for both of us so early on in our... In our I know. <laughs> Let's be honest. This whole thing has been a vanity project in the best way. Oopsie. Oops. <laughs> oops so, all vanity. <laughs> oops all vanity. So our lyrical aspects are a story told through speaking, which is kind of a lyrical, anic- uh, a lyrical aspect, kind of not. Longish anecdote intro that ends in a count in. Also, not exactly lyrical aspects. Now that I'm saying them both out loud, I think those fall really under more into the other category. Sure. Because they're not about the lyrics. We don't have like specific lyrical references that are being done or like... Right. Something about how the rhyming is done or anything like that. Right. Just that the anecdote ends in a count-in. Right. Our musical aspects are starry synth, simplistic guitar for verse, finger-picked chorus, muted strumming, and mandolin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just get into creating this song premise and address the thing that we were both talking about earlier for... The story and the anecdote, Yeah, will they be connected? Will they be separate? I think we both are leaning the same way. Okay. And that is that they would be separate. separate. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Completely unrelated to each other. I love that idea. Me too. I'm very interested to see how we do a count-in. Three, two, one, and go into a story. (laughs) Go into more spoken word. We can do it. We can do, it. and it can be, you know, in in the in the bright eye song, he goes, and it goes, uh, one, two, one, two, three, like however we want yeah. to count it in is 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 totally fine. Yes, awesome. Well, we can figure that part out as we're going through and writing this bit. Let's look at genre. Is there a genre that uses mandolin, starry synth, electric guitar, acoustic guitar? Gorillas? Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, like, electronica, kind of? Yeah. Folktronica? I know that's a thing. Is that what we're talking Folktronica is a thing. I mean, there's things like uh, the Folk Future, I think, is the name of the band. Future Folk. No, it's, it's Future Folk. Okay. Future Folk is a band that is basically, their songs are about aliens and space worms and various uh, sci-fi things, but they have guitars and banjos and it's very bluegrassy but also futuristic i think we could lean in that direction i like the idea of of electro folk and having that kind of that that balance there now my question is do you want to have the verses and choruses separated as much as they are in fire coming out of the monkey's head where it's basically electric in the or electronic in the verse, acoustic in the chorus, or just kind of blend it all together, or have some pick and choose. Blue, bluegrass uh, ribs festival called pick and choose. Um, I would be fine splitting them up. I think that'd be more challenging and and more more weird and, and more okay. fun. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because then the verses could almost be like chapters. Okay, I like that. Or like you know scenes or 
whatever. I love that. So then what else do we need? What do we want our story to be about? We could have it similarly be something that's, you know, kind of a fantastical story. Yeah. About. Kind of f- f- like a faux myth sort of. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of I would love for it to be like a like a myth, fable, parable type thing of like a less li- life lesson to be learned from it. Control Without three. Being... No. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Though, boy, do we have things we could talk about <laughs> in another protest song. <sighs> How much meaning do you get out of this, uh, out of the story in this song? Like, the specifics of the plot of the story. Meaning? Yeah. Like, how much, when you say how much meaning do I get, like do you if- mean like... If someone was like, what's the, and the moral of the story is. I feel like it's a, honestly, I feel like it's an anti-capitalist song. Okay. Yeah. 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 That it's like, uh, these people came in and like, there were these jewels, like they found a place with all these jewels and they began to hoard them and take them from where they were for their own profit. And then the mountain was like, nah, y'all, no. And so that, like, that's the, that's the meaning that I get out of it. Okay. Okay. There are specific instances that I like more than like the story of the song, I mm-hmm. guess, more than the meaning of the song. There are aspects of the story I enjoy. The idea of like like the world that they're in kind of starting to show breaks and fractures of like just holes opening up that bring a harsh wind with them and like things like that yeah. to that slowly start to show like things aren't good these masked people who are you know shooting the villagers of this town and mining their mountain are like screwing things up like there's bits like that that i just find super interesting and like telling a building an interesting world and raising some questions that i love i'm going to do my best listen i love Wonder Boy by Tenacious D, but I'm going to do my best to not to sound more like this and less like it's Jack Black telling a similarly sort of like symbolic mythical sounding thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a it's not a fine line to walk, but I think it would be an easy line to stray from. Agreed. So I'm I'm going to I think when it comes to the story writing, I'm going to try to huh, he said, knowing exactly what kind of writer he is, I'm going to try to not start off with, like, and this symbolizes this, and this is the meaning behind this, and this is the, you know, whatever. I'm going to try and just be like, all right, let's write a myth. And I know that, like, the point of myth, 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 ah, running gag, uh, is to do the exact opposite of what I'm describing, but... I'd like to sort of wander into meaning as opposed to starting off trying to write some sort of didactic something. Yeah, I think that that works perfectly. I'm good with kind of workshopping it as we go and figuring it out. I think the rest of it is just stuff that will develop as we as we're, you know, working on figuring out our story and anecdote. I have a couple of suggestions okay. of things that I would like. Okay. I would love to have a guest vocalist do the anecdote and spoken word parts so two guest vocalists or i would think one guest vocalist and my thought is they can share the anecdote on their own 
Just like oh, tell us an anecdote from your life that you think is interesting. Okay. And then lead it into this count-in and then do the the spoken word aspects of this song. I'm into that. I'm into that. My initial thought would be that it would be very interesting to get Jordan Reed huh? to share an anecdote and record that for us. I don't know how doable that is. Because I know that Jordan Reed is very busy with his podcast, PodCube, and uh, Spooky Spouses. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that might look like in terms of availability. I would be more than happy to reach out and ask. But I think it would be something that we would want to come to him with a fully-fledged thing, Mm -hmm. aside from the anecdote, before doing. Yeah, I would would agree with that. Okay. I have some some thoughts on backups, but let's not... Yes. Let's not plan to fail. Let's plan to just have backups should we need them. Yes. Let's let's shoot for Jordan Reed to 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 kick things off. I love that. Anything else that you think we need on this before we uh before we move on to our hints for next year? I think three five verses three how long should how many verses should we be thinking Ooh. of? Great question. I would think three or four. I don't want. I want to make sure we don't drag it on. You right. Know? Right. And so I'm gonna try and do three or four sections of like two or three sentences each, maybe, or three or four sentences each, somewhere in there. Because okay. like it's hard to be like, what's the timing on? It almost seems like what the chorus would be not guest vocals. The chorus would not be guest vocals, yes. So it almost feels like we'd want to figure out, like, have the guest vocalist record the story Mm -hmm. and then build the song around Build the music around it? Yeah. I love that idea. Because that way we're not trying to be like, "Uh, Jordan, could you you speed it up a little bit, but then slow down at the end? Like, just like, here, I'll snap along. You you say the story. That's... (laughs) That's a very good point, and yes, I like that. Plus, Jordan Reed's speech patterns are so musical as they are. They absolutely are. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds good. Awesome. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. I, th- I think so. I think this one's going to be an interesting one. To, like, if we were making a documentary of the construction of one song, this one would be an interesting one to, to, to watch because... Yes. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much. We've got socials and hints to do next for our socials. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Frank's Jukebox. You can reach out. We're always happy to talk music, either James or myself. We're always happy to hear your thoughts on your uh, guesses for our songs or your your thoughts for our Honorable Monsters, which we've got 2004 coming up next. So throw us your Honorable Monsters on Twitter, and we will share them with the world. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, which is a great network of podcasts. We do have our Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase coming up. That's going to be in September, and we've got... We're... we're, we're Going to have some amazing shows. We had some amazing shows last year. Going to have some phenomenal shows this year. So keep an eye on the Scavengers Network social media for more news about that. And that Scavengers Network Twitter is at ScavengersNet on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Dantendo64. 
And you can find me on Twitter at Unabashed James. And as always, a huge thank you to Kelp Rabbit for our logo. It is so good. Such a great design. And so uh, let's let's just real quick run through hints yes. for our songs next year. Yes. My hint to you, James. Yes. Is a smoker and his army work on audio engineering. Uh-huh. Great. This sounds like a good... This sounds like a good clue that I'm excited about. A smoker and his army. What is the rest of this freaking thing? Work on audio engineering. Peek behind the curtain for our listeners. I mistook the uh, year that this song came out and accidentally gave this as a hint that we changed up, redubbed over a couple episodes ago. So uh, James is already aware of this hint and is a little bit stymied. I always think that Waldo isn't in the picture and that I've somehow gotten the, the bad copy where they forgot to put Waldo in the picture. Now, yes. this hint yes. was Waldo not in the picture. Now, I'm really, really hoping that the muscles I've built for this hint in 2004 might help more yes. than it rhymes so you know that, well, that, well, that it's possible. Waldo is in the picture. Yeah. But I doubt you're going to find him. Okay. It's a very difficult spot to find, by which I mean this is a very, very obscure song. Right. And I will I will be surprised. But that is why I wrote the hint the way that I did, because I feel like you may be able to figure it out bits and pieces and do some Googling to maybe find what you're looking for and stumble upon the answer that way, the way I have done with a couple of yours before. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of. Yes. 2004 is going to be a bonkers one, and it's not Dizzy Rascal because that wasn't uh, 2004. I have a hint in three parts. Love it. None of these refer to the album because there's no way to refer to the album without... The album is impossible to give a clue for Without giving it, it away. If you get the artist and the, the song. So two of these are going to combine into the artist, and the other one is going to be the, the for the track. Here we go. Number one, if Travis McElroy's famous segment hit differently. Okay. Number two, Glenn Campbell's shiniest boy. Okay. Number three, Marvel's meanest metalhead. All right. So we have if Travis McElroy's famous segment hit differently, Glenn Campbell's shiniest boy. And Marvel's meanest metalhead. Yes. All right. Well, interesting. Interesting. Interested to do some work on this and probably also not figure this out. I feel like I've. this could be the easiest clues I've given. Or the hardest. No, no, wait, no. It could be the easiest or just among the crowd of hard. Because listen... Listen, some of those early clues, some of those early clues is all I'm gonna, that's all, that's all that I have to say. Boy, this show rules. It does. I love it. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We love having you here and love all of your great comments, your wonderful feedback, your beautiful faces. So thank you so much and see you last year. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.